Hare Krishna, welcome to episode 14 of Sri Ishopanishad series and today's topic is Mantra 13. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupahakadamahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripasindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Welcome to episode 14 of Sri Shopanishad series. Today's topic is Mantra 13. So word to word, we'll read from here this section, the synonym section. Please repeat after me. Anyat Eva Ahu Sambhavat Anyat Ahu Asambhavat Iti Shushruma Dhiranam Ye Nah Tat Vichachakshire Line by line from here Anyadevahu Sambhavat Anyadahur Asambhavat Itishushrumadhiranam Yenastadvichachakshire Anyadevahu Sambhavat Anyadahur Asambhavat Itishushrumadhiranam Yenastadvichachakshire Anyadevahu Sambhavat Anyadahur Asambhavat Itishushrumadhiranam 
different eva certainly ahu it is said sambhavat by worshiping the supreme lord the cause of all causes anyat different ahu it is said asambhavat by worshiping what is not the supreme iti thus shushruma i heard it dhiranam from the undisturbed authorities ye who nah antuas tat about that subject matter which achakshire perfectly explained so this verse is strikingly similar to the verse number 10 we'll just look at the verse number 10 so as i said the three verses and three verses from 9 10 11 and 12 13 14 are similar but in the first three there are it's talking about vidya and avidya here it is about sambhuti and asambhuti <clears throat> you see this is number 10 anya devahur vidyaya anyadahur avidyaya iti shushrumadhiranam yenastad vichachakshire and today's verse anya devahur sambhavad anyadahur asambhavat iti shushrumadhiranam yenastad vichachakshire So, translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation. It is said that one result is obtained by worshipping the supreme cause of all causes and that another result is obtained by worshipping what is not supreme. All this is heard from the undisturbed authorities who clearly explained it. So, anyadahur sambhava anyadevahur sambhavat so one result is obtained by worshiping the sambhava so usually in if you know hindi or telugu or any many indian languages sambhava means possible asambhava means not possible right but uh, in sanskrit there are you know one word can have many meanings so now actually in the purport you will see that um prabhupada explains the word sambhava so sam and bhava bhava means to become and sam means completely so um just like our this material world is called bhava bhava sagar you know so bhava means to become because we become something every time we have another identity every time another identity like now we are say i'm i'm a male i'm an indian you know these kind of bodily designations so when i get another body i become or in my mind i become now i may be a cat or a dog or a bird or a frog you know like that so according to our conditioning we become actually the soul does not become anything but our false ego our false identification with this matter and we think we are such and such so that becoming is called bhava just like in the 934 or 1865 in the bhagavad gita not the 1865 year ad but 18.65 in bhagavad gita um krishna says manmana bhavamad bhakta bhavamad bhakta means become my devotee so bhava means become now so prabhupada explains in the in the purport that sambhava 
That means that which is the cause of everything that existed, exists. Bhava means, you know, like he actually ties this with the word, with the, with the verse, Bhagavad Gita chapter 10, text 8. Aham sarvasya prabhavaha. Prabhava. Same. 10, 8. Aham sarvasya prabhavo. Prabhavo actually is in the Sandhi. The original word is prabhavaha. The source of generation. Prabhavaha means the source of generation. Sambhava means not only the source, but also the source of maintenance and also the source of annihilation and what remains after annihilation. So, in other words, that which um, is a, a, oh sorry, that which is the resting place of everything that is created, maintained and annihilated. So, Prabhava means the source of generation, whereas Sambhava means of generation, maintenance and annihilation, everything. So, that which causes all these three changes, that is Sambhava. So, in that way, uh, so, it's again, uh, tying back to the yesterday's verse, Sambhuti. And speaking of yesterday's verse, so we are continuing from where we left off yesterday. And yesterday we have uh, learnt that all types of religion which fall short of complete surrender to Krishna are basically uh, features of nations or darkness or ignorance and they lead us to this material life, continuation of material life. So even such yau sambhutyamrataha, even the sambhuti, even the absolute truth, if one worships, but then if he doesn't come to the point of serving Krishna, he will fall down again. And therefore, even the transcendentalists who fail to come or who have no regard towards Krishna's lotus feet were also condemned in yesterday's verse, in the mantra 12 of Sri Sopanishad. Because the main thing, although Jnani is higher than a karmi and Yogi is higher than a Jnani, because the stages of realization, karmi is just in the, in the realization of sense gratification, that's, what, that's all he understands. Whereas Jnani understands that he, he has to rise above sense, just uh, wanton sense gratification and he understands that he is the soul, not the body. So he is definitely higher than the karmi. And the yogi, and sorry, the jnani, he also understands that absolute truth as the all-pervading Brahman, which is one of the three features of the absolute truth, as evinced in the 1.2.11 of Srimad Bhagavatam. And the yogis, they understand the next higher stage, which is the Paramatma realization, uh, the localized aspect in everyone's heart, the Paramatma is sitting. So they even understand that. So it is definitely higher than the jnani. But, having achieved such heights of realization, but not having progressed further, coming so close, but not yet progressing to the point of Bhagavan realization and falling down, that is condemned. That is condemned. So, to summarize all that, there is this verse in Srimad Bhagavatam, 11, 5, 3. Yaesham Purusham Sakshat Atma Prabhavamishwaram Nabhajantya Vajananti Sthanad Bhrashtaha Patantyadha 
if any of the members of the four varnas and four ashramas fail to worship or intentionally disrespect the personality of Godhead, who is the source of their own creation, they will fall down from their position into a hellish, hellish state of life. See that? So, not only in the four varnas and ashramas, but anybody who fails to worship the personality of Godhead, na bhajanti avajananti. Avajananti means, you know, not just not knowing, but disrespecting willfully. So, similarly, one who comes to the platform of Sambhuti realization, but until Paramatma even, but then fails to render service and wants to merge into his body or merge into his effulgence, he is condemned. So, that's why a jnani is condemned more than a karmi and a yogi is condemned more than a jnani, as we have seen yesterday. Because they achieve such great heights and yet not progress further and come down. So, the Janmadhyasya Yataha, the Vedanta Sutra, they study Vedanta Sutra and Janmadhyasya Yataha is the second aphorism of Vedanta Sutra. And in that, it means that we have to research into the cause of everything. And when the Jnani sees the light, the impersonal Brahma Jyoti, the infinite light, they don't inquire, Janmadhyasya Yataha, where does it come from? And similarly, the Paramatma, he is a person, so that means... He is the supreme person, or oh, then I am also a person. So why do why should I merge? So again, Janmadhyaya says, what is the source of the Paramatma even? When one comes to the uh, platform of Bhagavan realization, then there is no more further source. Uh, Adi Purusham. Adi means Govindam Adi Purusham. Uh, Anadir Adir Govindaha. So he is the Adi, he is the origin of everything. Aham Sarvasva Sarvasya Prabhavo. I am the origin of everything. So, there is no further origin of Bhagavan. Whereas, Krishna himself says in the 14th chapter, 27th verse in the Bhagavad Gita, Brahmanohi Pratishtaham, that we have seen yesterday, that I am the basis of the impersonal Brahman, I am the source of the impersonal Brahma Jyoti. Whereas, he never said, I am the source, um, what is the source of uh, me? He did not say, I, he said, I am the source of everything. And there is nothing, Matta Parataram Nanyat. Uh, in the seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita, he said, "There is nothing above me or equal to me." And the same things the Ishopan, I mean the Svetashvatar Upanishad, Upanishad also confirms. Nadasakaram karanam chavidyate natat samaschab bhadikas chitrishate. There is nobody equal to or above him. You see here seven dot seven in Bhagavad Gita. Matta parata ramnanyat kinchid astidhanan jaya maya sarvam idamprotam sutre manigana iva. O conqueror of wealth, there is no truth superior to me. Everything rests upon me as pearls are strung on a thread. Now, in the thread, sorry, in the necklace, you will see all the pearls, but you don't see, but you don't see the underlying thread on which the pearls are resting. Although the pearls are very nicely, you know, um, you know arranged, but it, the the thread is what is holding them. So, in our, it's a perfect example, uh, perfect analogy because in our life, we see so many things. I mean, we see everything that we see and perceive. We don't see the Lord immediately. Those who are pure devotees, yes, they see everywhere. But for the rest of us, we don't see the Lord immediately. But we should understand that just as the, the thread, we don't see the thread in, in the necklace. But that's exactly what's holding the entire necklace. If the thread was not there, it will never be a necklace. It's just be, a, you know without any 
beauty there's there's no order there so the everything that is i mean everything is resting upon the supreme personality of godhead and even the brahma jyoti and paramatma also are expansions of the supreme personality of godhead so this we have understood from yesterday so today we go further so now it is said that one result is obtained by worshiping the supreme cause of all causes and another result is obtained by worshiping what is not supreme this also we have kind of seen yesterday like what happens to if one worships the demigods they will go to the planets of the demigods they don't go to krishna loka so they go they don't go to vaikuntha as well now here the next statement is all that is heard from the undisturbed author- all this is heard from the undisturbed authorities who clearly explained it that is the important uh, line here in today's verse iti shushruma i heard it so vedas are called shruti subject to be heard not necessarily to be seen because as we know our eyes are defective and therefore we have to hear and not just from another person who sees it wrongly as well if i see it because when we see things in this world we see it imperfectly our vision is not good good enough to understand things as they are so we have to hear about it but hear about it from who from another person who also cannot see it properly no we have to know from the person who knows and created everything and that is god therefore shruti veda means apaurusheya they are not creations of man veda narayana sakshat uh, they are coming from directly from the narayana dharmam tu sakshat bhagavat pranitam they are the words of god instructions given by god himself and krishna himself confirms that in the bhagavad gita vedanta krit vedan vedanta vid cha aham i am the knower and compiler of the vedanta and i am the subject matter of knowledge of the vedanta as well so having understood that we have to hear from such authoritative sources either from krishna directly or as krishna himself said evam parampara praptam imam rajarshayo viduhu so we have to hear from the parampara we have to receive praptam evam parampara praptam we have to receive from the parampara system the disciplic succession the authorized disciplic succession and ours in on the earth there are four authorized disciplic successions the brahma sampradaya rudra sampradaya shri sampradaya and kumara sampradaya on the earth there are many other sampradayas in other parts of the universe many so many branches but on the earth these four are the authorized vaishnava sampradayas anybody who is coming in this and who is a pure devotee he is a qualified person to speak on these things so we have to receive knowledge from that so fortunately for us we don't have to search where who how to find no shri prabhupada is already there for us and he has explained everything so in this way we have to receive so now we will go to the purport of course we can match the english with the sanskrit but you do that at home um it's kind of a homework for you as we have shown the example over the last few verses so you should get into that habit of mapping the phrase by phrase but because this is quite a long subject so we will skip that portion for now here 
purport the system of hearing from undisturbed authorities is approved in this mantra you know this you know this phrase because we will be seeing this phrase a lot okay undisturbed authorities that is called dhira dhiranam dhira means dhira means sober sober he is not agitated he is not you know um, you know agitated by material circumstances he is fixed in his determination sthita pragna because he is ekeha kurunandana vyavasayatmika buddhir ekeha kurunandana so those who are resolute in krishna consciousness only they can actually be fixed in one single pointed attention tasmad ekena manasa bhagavan satvatam patih shrotavya kirtitavyascha smartavyaschechata bhayam so that is explained in the bhagavatam as well so the system of hearing from undisturbed authorities is approved in this mantra it is crucial to understand that it is undisturbed authority we cannot re- hear from a disturbed authority for example the scientists they say one thing now and 10 years later they say another thing what was the darwin's theory of evolution was debunked by their own scientific community about 50 years later so these things um, are disturbing it's not it's not fixed whereas krishna is saying to arjuna yoga proktah puratanah what i have spoken to sun god the same thing i'm speaking to now speaking to you now so the same thing he had already spoken to lord brahma in the beginning of creation so he never changes that is undisturbed and the person who is speaking he is also undisturbed in that understanding and practice of course krishna is of course the supreme personality of godhead but any acharya has to be also on that same undisturbed position that means in other words he has to be an uttama adhikari who will never fall down that is undisturbed if one is fluctuating oscillating between you know sometimes good sometimes bad that is not an undisturbed person he is a disturbed person yeah we all are on this path of spiritual realization and sometimes our days are good sometimes we do a lot of service sometimes you know it just doesn't is not like that so our enthusiasm levels are fluctuating and oscillating so these things are signs of a third class devotee so on this platform we we cannot come, come to a very um, stable understanding of knowledge so the second class devotee he is undisturbed but then the first class devotee he is actually seeing god so from such a person especially from the first class devotee we have to hear all these things so the system of hearing from undisturbed authorities is approved in this mantra unless one hears from a bona fide acharya again bona fide who is never disturbed by the changes of the material world one cannot have the real key to transcendental knowledge the bona fide spiritual master who has also heard the shruti mantras or vedic knowledge from his undisturbed acharya samitpani shrotriyam brahmanishtham what is that tadvigyanartham sagurum eva bhigachet samitpani shrotriyam brahmanishtham so we have to hear from a spiritual master who has heard from his undisturbed spiritual master again undisturbed acharya you see that again it's repeated here it will be repeated more times just watch out for that phrase because that is very very important because unless an acharya is on a platform he cannot really disseminate the knowledge as it is 
the bonafide spiritual master who has also heard the Shruti mantras or Vedic knowledge from his undisturbed Acharya never presents anything that is not mentioned in the Vedic literature. In the Bhagavad Gita 9.25, it is clearly said that those who worship the Pitras or forefathers attain the planets of the forefathers, that the gross materialists who make plans to remain here stay in this world and that the devotees of the Lord who worship none but Lord Krishna, the supreme cause of all causes, reach him in his spiritual sky. Remember that verse? Yanti deva vrata devan pitrinyanti pitrivrataha pitrivrataha bhutani yanti bhuteja yanti madhya jinopimam. Those who worship the demigods will take birth among the demigods. Those who worship the ancestors go to the ancestors. Those who worship ghosts and spirits will take birth among such beings. And those who worship me will live with me. Not only ghosts and spirits, even if they want to be here in this material world, they will be here. See? Those who worship, like, see, those who make plans to remain here, the gross materialists, that is also, that is also, Bhutani Yanti Bhuteja. Bhuteja means, Ijya means to worship, Bhuta means ghosts, and also the Bhuta means the Pancha Bhuta, which is the the material elements, the five material elements, or even the Ashtabhuta, the eight material elements, the the five gross and the three subtle elements, which make up the material energy in total. So that is also called Bhuta. And Bhuta also means ordinary living entities. So, if one worships ordinary living entities in this world, or he worships the Panchabhuta, the the material world in other sense, which is Durga, we are represented by the goddess Durga, does not necessarily mean Durga Puja only, but also anything material. If they worship, say money, many people are after money, so they are worshipping money. So any Bhuta, and with that money they get the sense gratification. So Bhutani Yanti Bhutejya, therefore Prabhupada mentioned here, the gross materialists who make plans to remain here. It's actually referring to that line, Bhutani Yanti Bhutejya. And the devotees of the Lord who worship none but Lord Krishna, the supreme cause of all causes, reach him in his spiritual sky. And just for, on a side note, you see how Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada had um, mentioned, he paraphrased that, that shloka of 9.25 slightly differently from the original translation. So, this is the thing. In every word of Bhagavad Gita, there are so many meanings. That's why if you see Prabhupada's lecture, suppose, um, say, on um, Ishopanishad, not so many lectures, but uh, say Bhagavad Gita, chapter 18, text 66, Sarvadharman Parityajya verse. Now, maybe he would have spoken about 10 times on it, recorded lectures. And if you see the recordings of all those lectures, he will explain in different, different ways, different angles. It's not that he had prepared a presentation with slides and he had memorized how to how to give a lecture on this. No. So the realizations how he presents that that shloka is in different ways. Different ways. So Bhutani and Bhuteja Bhuta has so many meanings, you see. Uh, ghost is one of them. Um, like Jiva Bhuta. We are called Jiva Bhuta, right? So Brahma Bhuta, that is also Bhuta. But that does not mean a spiritual ghost. 
Brahma Bhuta <laughs> that's not a spiritual ghost, right? So Bhuta has many many meanings. So Prabhupada used this meaning that Bhuta means the material elements. <clears throat> so we have to under, we have to observe these things. How Prabhupada is using these words and why he used that word. Like even today's words, uh, sambhavat. Sambhava means usually is understood as possible and asambhava means impossible. But here it is translated as the supreme and not supreme, respectively. So why? So that's why we have given that introduction to that word, which will be explained in the in the purport. I was actually looking for that answer also when I was reading the purport. <coughs> Now, here also in Sri Ishopanishad, it is verified that one achieves different results by different modes of worship. Why Prabhupada quoted the 925? Because here today's verse is Anyada Evahur Sambhavat, Anyadahur Asambhavat. So there is, you do one thing, you will get one result, and you do another thing, you will get another result. He is making a case. For what? Because there are some philosophers, in opposition to them, he is making this case. They say that. No matter what you do, it's all going to be the same. All roads lead to Rome. Yatamat, tatapat. So, they, say, they think that whatever path we take, we ultimately reach the same goal. Which is not the case. Because if you take a ticket to, say, London, you will go to London. You can't, go to, you can't end up in New York by taking a ticket to London. So, similarly, even materially, it's a fact that why we take certain, certain routes. Uh, and if we want to go from point A to point B, we need to know which bus, I'm talking in a city, within a city. We need to know which bus or which train or you know which way I, I should take. If I take the wrong bus number, bus route, it will go somewhere else. So, I have to take that route which actually will get me to the, that destination. So, it's not that, oh, take any bus and you will reach the same. Then why are there so many buses, so many numbers? Just don't put any numbers, right? And everything will go to, go to the same place, wherever you think it is. Hmm. So, this is foolishness. The Mayavadis, they say like this. Hmm. Some philosophers are like this. So, therefore, Prabhupada is making this case that different demigod worshippers go elsewhere and um, Krishna's devotees, they go elsewhere. Ghost worshippers, they go elsewhere. Those who make plans in this material world, they go elsewhere. And those who worship the forefathers, they go elsewhere. Everybody is going elsewhere. Huh? Different, different places. So, similarly, here also in Sri Yashopanishad, it is verified that one achieves different results by different modes of worship. If we worship the Supreme Lord, we will certainly uh, reach Him in His eternal abode. And if we worship demigods like the Sun God or Moon God, we can reach their respective planets without a doubt. And if we wish to remain on this wretched planet with our planning commissions and our stopgap political adjustments, we can certainly do that also. <laughs> How Prabhupada mentioned about this planet. And if we wish to remain on this wretched planet with our planning commissions and our stopgap political adjustments, we can certainly do, do that also. <laughs> Nowhere in authentic scriptures is it said that one will ultimately reach the same goal by doing anything or worshipping anyone. Such foolish theories are offered by self-made spiritual masters who have no connection with the parampara, the bona fide system of disciplic succession. The bona fide spiritual master cannot say that all paths lead to the same goal and that anyone can attain this goal by his own mode of worship of the demigods or of the supreme or whatever. Hmm. Any common man can very easily understand that a person can reach his destination only when he has purchased a ticket for that destination. A person who has purchased a ticket for Calcutta 
can reach Calcutta, but not Bombay. But the so-called spiritual masters say that any and all paths will take one to the supreme goal. Such mundane and compromising offers attract many foolish creatures who become puffed up with their manufactured methods of spiritual realization. Look at that. They will, these kind of people who say that all paths lead to the same goal will have many followers. Because those who are walking different different paths, they will all be attracted to him. You know? But that following does not mean though that he is on the right path, he is guiding so many people or he is good. That does not mean it. Because there are so many people who, they don't know anything. Just because they have decided to follow you, because you are speaking something, which is, even though it is not correct, just because they have followed you doesn't mean that you are right. That's what we need to understand. Just because many people follow me, it's not that I am right. Only one person needs to certify Krishna or the spiritual master. They have to certify the bona fide spiritual master. They have to certify whether this was this is right or wrong. Not the general mass of people, they don't know. A teacher is not chosen in a university or a school by the students. The board of directors of the school, they choose, they have this hiring or whatever, they choose the teachers. Right? So, how can the students um, choose who is the teacher? The students will choose such a teacher who will never give a homework, who will never teach them anything, who will just let them play. They will choose that kind of teacher. They want shortcut. They just want to enjoy life hedonistically. So that's not what a teacher is all about. So he has to be qualified, certified by higher authorities, by his spiritual master, by Krishna himself. That is the proper way. Such mundane and compromising offers attract many foolish creatures who become puffed up with their manufactured methods of spiritual realization. And it is so much true now. They have this new age spiritualism. They want to talk about they say, I am a spiritualist, I am not a religionist. What was spirituality versus religion? You know, I am a spiritual person, I am not a religious person. They say the things like this. They have actually no idea what they are talking about. Because they think religion is also too binding, too rigid and too orthodox, too uh, top-down kind of, um, you know, you do this otherwise you go to hell, you know, kind of thing. And then, whereas spirituality in their understanding is... Uh, free for all, you can do anything you like and just explore as you like and you can just follow whatever you want and then ultimately we are all friends, we we'll all, we'll all go to the same place. Yeah, maybe all will go to the same place, hell, but not to Krishna, not anywhere spiritual, right? Because we have said, we have seen in the last yesterday's verse, I mean mantra 12, what, what happens? Um, what is that verse? Andham tamah pravishanti. Anyone who does not come to the platform of serving Krishna's lotus feet in devotional service, he will go to hell. Whether they like it or not, it's a different thing. We're not about um, making them like what is the truth. No. We just have to present the truth no matter whether they like or not. That is honesty. We're not catering to their likes and dislikes. That's why this voting system of liking and disliking the videos and all these things in social media has become so popular now. That democrat, democratic um, element to it has actually spoiled because spoiled the, 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 the atmosphere because so-called good or bad is decided on people's votes 
when they do not know what they are voting for, they do not know what is right and wrong and to depend on their votes is, is, is useless. So we only in spiritual circle, in, the, in a devotional circle, we have to see who are, the devotees are the true followers of the spiritual, spirituality. What is spirituality first of all? Spirituality means that we are spirit, I am a spirit soul and the supreme personality of Godhead is the supreme spirit and the transaction between the infinitesimal spirit and the infinite spirit is the spiritual transaction of bhakti and this is spirituality. So, spirituality and religion is synonymous but they think something else. Uh, religion is a set of rules given by you know, higher authority whereas spirituality is just an open, you know, open source platform where you can do whatever you like. You know? That actually comes from a place where they don't want to surrender. Because when you have to accept an authority, then it, you have to surrender. So, their understanding of spirituality is like an anarchy. There is no government, just, just can do whatever you like. But who would want to live in an anarchy? Who would want to live in an anarchic uh, country which, uh, which has no government? Nobody wants to live there because it is so dangerous. right? Everybody can do whatever they like means. There are so many anti-social elements and they will do everything. And our lives are in danger in such a, in such a place. We want to be in a country where there is good government. We rather surrender to the laws of the government and stay safe rather than having no laws and a free-for-all and be died, I mean, I mean, and be killed within the next two days. Right? So, which we want? A safe or an unsafe platform? They, they have answers to this also. They say... No, it's all, you know, if you are about safety, then you are not, you are not, you are not adventurous. That's why we have that verse, Pravrittim cha nivrittim cha janana vidurasura. They, um, as, as the saying goes, fools rush in where angels fear to tread. So, for, they want to be adventurous and take on big stakes. That is not adventurous, that is foolishness. To lose this uh, benediction of human life, the, the, what is the benediction of human life? The chance to go back to Godhead, the chance to completely terminate our sufferings in this material world. And having come to this place and not taking advantage of that and just playing a game with it and so-called adventure as if it's a game, taking it too lightly, that is actually foolishness. It's not adventure. Uh, we have to tread the path which is good for us. There is actually so much adventure in Krishna consciousness. When you preach, oh, there is so much adventure. It's not that the devotee is in a safe thing. You know, of course, he is safe in, in Krishna's hands, but he takes on so many risks. You know, some, everybody is against him. Even the big, big governments, they go against the devotees because they don't like. You know, so many devotees had to face so many things, as I said yesterday. You know, in different parts of the world, they struggle a lot to you know push on this movement, including here in this country. So that's a challenge. That's an adventure by itself. So it's not that the devotees don't have adventure. In fact, they have the best adventure. Usually, if you have to do an adventure, you have to risk something. I mean, you have to do something bad. Usually, in this material world, like if one wants an adventure, say you know. Um, like that example I gave, he, this man who was doing counterfeit notes. Yesterday I, I mentioned that example. 
So that was an adventure, you know, and hackers, they, they have their own adventures. But all these things are bad. You know? But in Krishna consciousness, you will have so much opposition for doing good. And that is an adventure. And only this adventure is really worth living because <laughs> so many things the devotees go through while preaching, just like Prahlad Maharaj, Haridas Thakur. And even in our own little ways, we experience so many things while preaching. Adventure. So there is adventure. But we cannot take risks with taking the wrong path. That's, a, that's not adventure, that's foolishness. That's foolishness. Hmm. <clears throat> Where are we? Okay. So a devotee or a Krishna, they know how to judge things properly. They know how to judge because they have knowledge. The votes of the common man, they are not worth it. All the, even if one, a person has million likes or million, you know, whatever, on the social media and this and that, so much. That, that is not, that is not, that does not have any value. Hmm. Prabhupada said, um, I don't care for this world. I only care for the opinion of my Guru Maharaj and Krishna. That's it. That should be our, our motto in life. <clears throat> in the Bhagavad Gita, it is clearly said, okay, we have read this. So here also in Sri Ishopanishad, it is verified that one achieves different results by different modes of worship. If we worship the Supreme Lord, we will certainly reach Him in the eternal abode. And if we worship the demigods like the sun god and moon god, we can reach their respective planets without a doubt. And if we wish to remain on this wretched planet without planning commissions and our stopgap political adjustments, we can certainly do that also. Nowhere in the authentic scriptures is it said that one will ultimately reach the same goal by doing anything and worshipping anyone. So we have read all this. Bonafide spiritual master, yes, cannot say that all paths lead to the same goal and that anyone can attain this goal by his own mode of worship of the demigods or of the supreme or whatever. Any common man can easily understand that a person can reach his destination only when he has purchased a ticket for that destination. A person who has purchased a ticket for Calcutta can reach Calcutta but not, but not Bombay. But the so-called spiritual masters say that all, any and all paths will take one to the supreme goal. Such mundane and compromising offers attract many foolish creatures who become puffed up with their manufactured methods of spiritual realization. The Vedic injunctions, however, do not uphold them. Unless one has received knowledge from the bona fide spiritual master who is in the recognized line of disciplic succession, one cannot have the real thing as it is. Krishna tells Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita, Evam parampara praptam imam rajar shayo viduhu Chapter 4, text 2 of Bhagavad Gita. This supreme science was thus received through the chain of disciplic succession and the saintly, king, saintly kings understood it in that way. But in course of time, the succession was broken and therefore the science as it is appears to be lost. One second. <clears throat> when Lord Sri Krishna was present on this earth, the Bhakti Yoga principles defined in the Bhagavad Gita had become distorted. Therefore, the Lord had to re-establish the disciplic system beginning with Arjuna, who was the most confidential friend and devotee of the Lord. The Lord clearly told Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita chapter 4, text 3, that it was because Arjuna was his devotee and friend that he could understand the principles of the Bhagavad Gita. In other words, only the Lord's devotee and friend can understand the Gita. This also means that only one who follows the path of Arjuna can understand the Bhagavad Gita. And what was the path of Arjuna? Arjuna's path, two verses summarize, sum up his entire mood. 
One is this, 10.14 of Bhagavad Gita. Sarvameta dritam manye yanmamvata sikeshava nahite bhagavan vyaktim vidurdeva nadanava. O Krishna, I totally accept as truth all that you have told me. Neither the demigods nor the demons, O Lord, can understand your personality. So the total acceptance of everything that Krishna says is one aspect. The next is chapter 18, text 73, where Arjuna says, not only I, not only I accept what you say, but now Arjuna says, Arjuna uvacha nashto moha smritir labdha tvatprasadan mayachuta sthitos migatasandeha karishye vachanam tava this karishye vachanam tava this is the sign of a true disciple not only do I accept what you say Krishna Arjuna said my dear Krishna O infallible one my illusion is now gone I have regained my memory by your mercy I am now firm and free from doubt and I am prepared to act according to your instructions acting according to the instructions not only does he accept but act on it this is the way we have to accept we have to accept everything that Krishna says and act on what we have accepted that means we have to accept we have to act on everything that Krishna says because if we do not then Krishna says Machittaha sarva durgani matprasada tarishyasi athachetvam mahankaran nasroshyasi vinangshasi what is that? If you become conscious of me, you will pass over all the obstacles of conditioned life by my grace. If, however, you do not work in such consciousness but act through false ego, not hearing me, you will be lost. So, that's why we have to act on what Krishna says. So, this also means that one who follows the path of Arjuna can understand the Bhagavad Gita. That means... We have to follow, we have to accept everything that is there in the Bhagavad Gita and act on the instructions. Then we can understand Bhagavad Gita. At the present moment, there are many interpreters and translators of this sublime dialogue who care nothing for Lord Krishna or Arjuna. Such interpreters explain the verses of the Bhagavad Gita in their own way and postulate all sorts of rubbish in the name of the Gita. Such interpreters believe neither in Sri Krishna nor in his eternal abode. How then can they explain in, explain the Bhagavad Gita? Here I want to draw your attention to a video just that just came out one month ago. It was by one of the so-called chief devotees in Iskon, Gaur Das. He summarized so-called in an interview the Bhagavad Gita in 10 minutes. That, that's the title of the video, Bhagavad Gita in 10 minutes. And he just did this, what, what is explained here. Those interpreters and translators of this sublime dialogue care nothing for Lord Krishna or Arjuna. Such interpreters explain the verses of the Bhagavad Gita in their own way and postulate all sorts of rubbish in the name of the Gita. This is exactly what he did. He's, you know, the first thing he said in that video is that Let's take the religion aspect completely out of the Bhagavad Gita. Because the interviewer asked him, it was a it was a well-known podcast, you know, interview. So the interviewer asked him, you know, what is so great about Bhagavad Gita and why do people recommend reading Bhagavad Gita? 
um, please enlighten me. So he, uh, the first, he answered for 10 minutes he spoke. But then the first thing that he said was, let's take the religion aspect completely out of the Bhagavad Gita. It's not a religious book. He said this and he's wearing this, you know, this tilak, so straight and so big here, until here I think. And he was speaking like this. And when we talk like this, people say, oh, you know, you are envious of him. We cannot be fools. This is not about enviousness here. This is about honesty and standing for the principles. Hmm? How can, I mean, even a Mayavadi wouldn't say that. So these kinds of things are going on even in so-called devotional circles. That means what? They have completely fallen down. Completely offensive. This is happening in today's ISKCON. We are going to make a video out of that. It's already in the process, by the way. So, you know, this is complete rubbish. But this is going on. And of course, other than our this, this man, all the Mayavadis speak in very derogatory ways about Krishna. They don't care about what Krishna says. They just, you know, speak in their own way. But it is... So appalling to have, I mean, to, to, to receive that kind of explanation of Gita from a person who is donning the clothes of a devotee of Krishna. That is even worse, even worse than a Mayavadi. <clears throat> Krishna clearly says that only those who have lost their sense worship the demigods for paltry rewards. 7.20 and 23. We can go and see those verses. 720. Those whose intelligence has been stolen by material desires surrender unto demigods and follow the particular rules and regulations of worship according to their own natures. See? Those intelligence has been stolen. Hritagnana. Hrita jnana means, hrita means stolen. Jnana means knowledge, stolen knowledge. So they worship demigods. And 73. Antavattu phalam tesham tadbhavati alpamedhasam devan deva yajoyanti madbhaktayanti mamapi. Men of small intelligence worship the demigods and their fruits are limited and temporary. Those who worship the demigods go to the planets of the demigods but my devotees ultimately reach my supreme planet. So, men of small intelligence, again, Alpamedhasam. In the other verse, Haritagyana, in this verse, Alpamedhasam, meaning a lack of intelligence there. Those people worship the demigods. So, therefore, it is said here, Krishna clearly says that only those who have lost their sense worship the demigods for paltry rewards. And paltry rewards means very, very, you know, insignificant rewards and also impermanent. Insignificant and impermanent. If it's insignificant and at least permanent, which is the case with bhakti? Neha bhikrama nashosti pratyavayo navidyate svalpam apyasya dharmasya trayate mahato bhayat. In this endeavor, there is no loss or diminution, and a little advancement on this path can protect one from the most dangerous type of fear. Same thing is explained in the Srimad Bhagavatam. 1.5.17 of Bhagavatam. 
त्यक्वास्वधर्म शरणाबुज हरेर्भजन्पक्वोथपते तथो यदि यद्रम अभूदमुष्य किं को वार्थ आप्तो भजताम स्वधर्मतः वन हु हैज फोरसेकन हिज मेटीरियल ऑक्युपेशन टू एंगेज इन द डिवोशनल सर्विस ऑफ द लॉर्ड मे समटाइम्स फॉल डाउन वाल इन एन इमेच्योर स्टेज येट देर इज नो डेंजर ऑफ हिज बींग अनसक्सेसफुल ऑन द अदर हैंड नॉन डिवोटी दो फुली एंगेज इन ऑक्युपेशनल ड्यूटीज डज नॉट गेन एनीथिंग सो इवन अ लिटिल बिट seemingly insignificant thing if we achieve in devotional service hmm that is permanent uh, it is never lost whereas antavattu phalam tesham even the biggest thing even if we have achieved completely what we wanted to achieve in material um, you know circle we will lose everything there is nothing that we can take permanently out uh, from this life so therefore um, this is paltry rewards paltry rewards and actually there is a nice um, there is a nice verse from the mukundamala stotra I want to just go there <laughs> it's a very nice way kulashekar had mentioned this verse 17 of mukundamala stotra nathe nah purushottame trijagatam ekadhipe chetasa sevye svasya padasya datari pare नारायण is manifest before us yet still we beg for the service of some minor lord of a few villages some lowly man who can only meagerly reward us alas what foolish wretches we are you see this meager paltry rewards who can only meagerly reward us so this is um what we are doing here and the same thing is explained in the let me see this verse chaitanya charitamrita madhilira chapter 22 verse 7, verse 16 kama dinam kati na kati dha palita durnideshas tesham jata maina karuna natrapano pashanti उत्सृजयतापते सांत शरणमयुक्षात्मदास्यूनिटी no pay simply you know we were asked to serve and still we are so foolish here it is said i am so foolish i have not been ashamed to serve them nor have i even desired to give them up oh my lord oh head of the yadu dynasty recently however my intelligence has been awakened and now i am giving them up due to transcendental intelligence i now refuse to obey the unwanted orders of these desires and i now come to you to surrender myself at your fearless lotus feet 
kindly engage me in your personal service and save me and there is a similar song also by um what is that govindadas uh, he said um, what is that chapala sukhala balakire what is that uh, phrase that whole passage bhajahure mana shri nandanandana abhaya charanar vindare ಸಂಬಡಿ you know and give us only paltry results <clears throat> even the demigods they also only give paltry rewards ultimately he advises this is all asambhuti asambhuti worship all paltry temporary insignificant rewards impermanent insignificant so this is called asambhuti ultimately he advises that one give up all other ways and modes of worship and fully surrender unto him alone 18.66 Okay, here we have. Yes. Shita atapa Bata barishana Edina jamini jagire Vifale sevinu kripana durajana Vifale sevinu kripana durajana ಚಪಲ ಸುಖಲಬಲಾಗಿರೆ ಚಪಲ ಸುಖಲಬಲಾಗಿರೆ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಚಪಲ ಸುಖ ವೆರಿ ಫ್ಲಿಕರಿಂಗ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪಿನೆಸ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಗಾಟ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಸರ್ವಿಂಗ್ ಹೂ ಕೃಪಣ ದುರಜನ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಸರ್ವಿಂಗ್ ಕೃಪಣ ದುರ್ಜನ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ನಾಟ್ ಸರ್ವಿಂಗ್ ದ ಸಜ್ಜನ ಸಜ್ಜನ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ವೆರ್ ಆಸ್ ದುರ್ಜನ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದ ನಾನ್ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ by by doing that we are getting very chapala sukha it's not ananta sukha anandam buddhi vardhanam it is a, spiritual happiness is anandam buddhi it's an ocean of happiness not just an ocean which has limited um, size but increasing ever increasing ocean of happiness that is spiritual life of devotional service i think there is a slight lag in the video right kindly let me know if that is so and um, whereas here chapala sukha and even the demigod worship even if we go to the planets of the demigods what is there in the planets of the demigods hmm now let's see yeah so this is the so this is the translation somagiri prabhu has mentioned here both in the day and at night i remain sleepless suffering the pains of the heat and cold the wind and the rain for a fraction of flickering happiness i have uselessly served wicked and miserly men so that um is what we are so when we say that is all that wicked miserly men are this asambhuti even the demigods what they give us okay maybe we'll go to the planets of the demigods right so what is there in that planet how, how is life on that planet hmm what is that number let me see
So, 11.320 of the Srimad Bhagavatam, you see this verse. It's a very interesting verse. Whoever wanted want, want to go to heavenly planets should see this verse. Evam lokam param vidyan nashvaram karma nirmitam satulyatisha yadvamsam yathamandalavartinam one cannot find permanent happiness even on the heavenly planets, which one can attain in the next life by ritualistic ceremonies and sacrifices. Even in the material heaven, the living entity is disturbed by rivalry with his equals and envy of those superior to him. Which is what, by the way, we are experiencing with this so-called hashtag Black Lives Matter movement. The superior, inferior, you know, inferiority complex and the superiority complex, whites and blacks and all this, minority and majority kind of... Um, an issue that is going on here, rivalry and envy, exactly the same thing is going on in the heavenly planets. You will, you will never get away with this, uh, get away from this, if you don't go out of the material world. The only way to get out of all this, they are trying to find some solution now. And unless they come to Krishna consciousness, they can never find a solution. We are the solution. What we are doing here, what we are sharing here, this knowledge, this is the solution. What Prabhupada gave for the world is the solution. That's why that astrology, astrologer, when he saw the photo of Prabhupada, because one of the devotees, he, he went with the photo of Prabhupada to, that, uh, to a great astrologer and he showed him, you know, what you make out of this. Because by seeing the forehead and the, and the I mean, the face, the, this thing, we, we can tell what kind of a person he is. I mean, an expert person, astrologer, they can tell. So, when he saw the face, he said, this man can build a house in which the whole world can live very peacefully. He said this. And he was a very accomplished astrologer. And that's true. Because Prabhupada, has, what he has done, he has built a house in which the whole world can live. International society. International society for Krishna consciousness. And he had disciples from all across the globe. All ethnicities, all kinds of races, all kinds of... Everything, everybody was there. So that is possible because he is following the Ishavasa conception. This is only the solution. There is no other solution. Ishopanishad, Bhagavad Gita, these are the solutions for the world. Whatever they are doing out there will not help. Huh? It will not help. So, this is heavenly planets, by the way, for you. Even in material heaven, the living entity is disturbed by rivalry with his equals and envy of those superior to him. And since one's residence in heaven is finished with the exhaustion of pious fruitive activities, the denizens of heaven are afflicted by fear, anticipating the destruction of their heavenly life. Thus, they resemble kings who, though enviously admired by ordinary citizens, are constantly harassed by enemy kings and who therefore never attain actual happiness. This is heaven. So, these are the paltry rewards when we worship Asambhuti or anything material, whether it be an ordinary man or whether it be a demigod, anything within this material world. Only those who are cleansed of all sinful reactions can have such unflinching faith in the Supreme Lord. What such what what is such unflinching faith? Because Krishna says, ultimately advises that one give up all other active all other ways and modes of worship and fully surrender unto him alone. Sarvatharman Parityajya. But one can do that. Who can do that? Only those who are cleansed of all sinful reactions can have such unflinching unflinching faith in the Supreme Lord. Where is it mentioned? Bhagavad Gita, chapter seven, text twenty-eight. Yesham Tvantagatam Papam Jananam Punya Karmanam Te Dvandvamoha Nirmukta Bhajante Mamdradhavrataha 
persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life and whose sinful actions are completely eradicated are freed from the dualities of delusion and they engage themselves in my service with determination. Who? Those who have acted piously in previous and in this life. Whose sinful actions are completely eradicated. Jananam punya karmanam yesham to antagatam papam antagatam papam means those who are done with their sinful reactions they will take to Krishna's service with utmost determination others will continue hovering on the material platform with their paltry ways of worship and thus will be misled by, from the real path under the false impression that all paths lead to the same goal in this mantra of Sri Ishopanishad this, the word sambhavat uh, now this is the explanation in this mantra of, of Sri Ishopanishad, the word Sambhavat, by worship of the Supreme Cause, is very significant. Lord Krishna is the original personality of Godhead and everything that exists has emanated from Him. In the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says, Aham sarvasya prabhavo mattah sarvam pravartate iti matva bhajante maam buddha bhava samanvitaha. By the way, this 10.8 verse, until 10.8. 11, 10, 8, 9, 10, 11, yes. So, these four verses are called the Chatur Shloki Bhagavad Gita. The entire Bhagavad Gita, if it can be condensed into four verses, these are the four verses, 10, 8 to 11, Chatur Shloki Bhagavad Gita. There, in the similar way, there is the Chatur Shloki Bhagavatam, which is 2nd Kanto, 9th chapter, verse 31 through 34. And then we have, even in the 6th Kanto, there is a Chatur Shloki 6th Kanto, which is, I think, in the prayers of Vritasura. So, you know, these are concentrated um, information. Lot, if, if we really unpack these words into their fullest extent, it's the entire Bhagavad Gita as, as you can understand. So, um, I am the source of all spiritual and material worlds, Krishna is saying. Everything emanates from me. The wise who know, who perfectly know this, engage in my devotional service and worship me with all their hearts. So, you're saying that there's a slight lag, but it's okay. All right, fine. So, this, so he is the origin of everything. Here is a correct description of the Supreme Lord given by the Lord himself. The words Sarvasya Prabhavaha indicate that Krishna is the creator of everyone, including Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva. And because these three principal deities of the material world are created by the Lord, the Lord is the creator of all that exists in the material and spiritual worlds. In the Atharva Veda, Gopala Tapani Upanishad. So, as you can see, Upanishads are parts of the Vedas. Just like this, Isha Upanishad is part of the Yajur Veda. And the Gopala Tapani Upanishad uh, is from the Atharva Veda. 1.24, it is similarly said, He who existed before the creation of Brahma and who enlightened Brahma with Vedic knowledge is Lord Sri Krishna. Similarly, the Narayana Upanishad, verse 1, states, then the Supreme Person Narayana desired to create all living beings. Uh, actually, what is the Sanskrit for this? Um, anyway, I forgot it. Um, thus, from Narayana, Brahma was born. Narayana created all the Prajapatis. Narayana created Indra. Narayana created the eight Vasus. Narayana created the eleven Rudras. Narayana created the twelve Adityas. Since Narayana is a plenary manifestation of Lord Krishna. So, this is a quote from the Narayana Upanishad. 
Since Narayana is a plenary manifestation of Lord Krishna, Narayana and Krishna are one and the same. The Narayana Upanishad verse 4 also states, quote, Devaki's son Krishna is the Supreme Lord, unquote. The identity of Narayana with the Supreme Cause has also been accepted and confirmed by Sripad Shankaracharya, even though Shankara does not belong to the Vaishnava or personalist cult. He said, Narayana Parovyaktat. That is the actual Sanskrit word for that. So, even Shankaracharya said, the Narayana is beyond the, the, the manifested and unmanifested material nature. That means, he is not part of the material world, as the Mayavadis think. Mm. The Atharva Veda, Maha Upanishad, Mantra 1, also states, Only Narayana existed in the beginning. Eko Narayana Asit, Na Brahma Na Isha. So, that is actual Sanskrit. There is actually, the whole sutra is there. Only Narayana existed in the beginning when neither Brahma nor Shiva nor fire nor water nor stars nor sun nor moon existed. <coughs> the Lord does not remain alone but creates as he desires. Krishna himself states in the Moksha Dharma, I created the Prajapatis and the Rudras. They do not have complete knowledge of me because they are covered by my illusory energy. And the same thing he said also in the Bhagavad Gita. Um, what is that? 10.2. What is that? Um, <laughs> I forgot. Chapter 10, text 2. Yeah. Name vidu suragana prabhavamna maharshayaha aham adirhi devanam maharshinam chasarvashaha. Neither the hosts of demigods nor the great sages know my origin or opulences, for in every respect I am the source of the demigods and sages. So the same thing. Again, the word prabhavam is here. <clears throat> it is also stated in the Varaha Puran, quote, Narayana is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and from him, the four-headed Brahma was manifested as well as Rudra who later became omniscient, unquote. Thus, all Vedic literature confirms that Narayana or Krishna is the cause of all causes. In the Brahma Samhita 5.1, also it is said that the Supreme Lord is Sri Krishna Govinda, the delighter of every living being and the primeval cause of all causes. The really learned persons know this from evidence given by the great sages and the Vedas and thus they decide to worship Lord Krishna as all in all. Such persons are called Buddha or really learned because they worship only Krishna. Buddha Bhava Samanvitaha. So how do they get their intelligence? When they hear from authoritative undisturbed sages. And as we know, such authoritative sages do not make any mistakes. There is no, the four defects of the conditioned soul do not exist in the authoritative sages. Chaitanya Charitamrita Adulila, chapter 2, text 86. So now, moving on. The conviction that Krishna is all in all is established when one hears the transcendental message from the undisturbed Acharya. Again, we are hearing that phrase again. Undisturbed Acharya. See that. So, the conviction that Krishna is all in all is established when one hears the transcendental message from the undisturbed Acharya with faith and love. One who has no faith in or love for Lord Krishna cannot be convinced of this simple truth. Those who are faithless are described in the Bhagavad Gita 9.11 as mudhas, fools or asses. It is said that the mudhas deride the personality of Godhead because they do not have complete knowledge of the Knowledge from the undisturbed Acharya. Again, 
one who is disturbed by the whirlpool of material energy is not qualified to become an acharya that is powerful an acharya has to be a pure devotee you see the acharya has to be a pure devotee unless one is you know one who is disturbed by the whirlpool of material energy you know whirlpool is not a very peaceful place not only are you in danger it's like completely you know you know your your uh, <laughs> when we are in whirlpool we can't even imagine how how much of a you know, turbulent situation that is you know that is a whirlpool but that is how this material world is actually there is a nice verse about that in the mukundamala stotra 13th verse trishnato ye madana pavano dhuta mohor mimale daravarte tanaya sahaja graha sanghakulecha samsarakhe mahati jaladhau majjatam nastridhaman padam bhoje varada bhavato bhaktinavam prayachha see oh lord of the three worlds we are drowning in the vast ocean of samsara which is filled with the waters of material hankering with many waves of illusion whipped up by the winds of lust with whirlpools of wives wife is is <laughs> is compared to a whirlpool you know what a whirlpool does already being in the ocean is bad enough right when we are in the ocean and the whirlpool just brings us even far down into the into that ocean when we are on the surface it's still bad unless we are on a boat that's why in, in the in the last word you see in bhakti navam prayachha please give please bring the the boat of devotion if you are on the boat the boat is you know just a little bit thick only but that thickness gives us complete safe i mean safety when we are on the boat we are safe and of course the boat has to have a i mean the ship has to have a good captain which is the guru if the captain is you know a rascal then the whole boat everything is just like a stone boat you know everybody will sink it sink in that boat so <laughs> wife that means attachment to wife attachment to family life is the whirlpool in the material ocean which is already bad and there is a whirlpool in that it just suckers inside so whipped up by the winds of lust trishna toye trishna means what thirst that thirst for or the desire or the lust of material enjoyment that is the water this water of samsara is is nothing but the waters of the sense the sensory enjoyment we want to have sensual enjoyment so um so this which is filled the vast ocean of samsara which is filled with the waters of material hankering with many waves of illusion whipped up by the winds of lust with whirlpools of wives and with vast schools of sharks and other sea monsters who are our sons and brothers the sharks and other sea monsters are our sons and brothers i mean especially non devotee this is what this is what will happen usually because they suck our very life force the whole life is just spent dealing with all the politics inside the family life <clears throat> oh giver of all benedictions please please grant me a place on the boat of devotion that is that is your lotus feet 
so i think venkatesh bhakta venkatesh is saying whirlpool is is a washing machine company for washing machine company too for that reason only i think yeah you know that whirlpool exactly so um one who is disturbed by the whirlpool of material energy is not qualified to become an acharya if he has all the and the whirlpool comes from where trishna the trishna the, that thirst for you know that material enjoyment that craving for material enjoyment the desire for material enjoyment that is the the ocean and the lusty desires they just act like winds and you know storm big storm is going on there and that is practically material life you know one who is disturbed you know he cannot be acharya but before hearing the bhagavad gita arjuna was disturbed by the material whirlpool by his affection for his family society and community thus arjuna wanted to become uh, a philanthropic non violent non violent man of the world but when he became buddha by hearing the vedic knowledge of the bhagavad gita from the supreme person he changed his decision and became a worshipper of lord shri krishna who had himself arranged the battle of kurukshetra okay <laughs> it's very interesting because because you know that video that i said this this so called devotee he's explaining bhagavad gita in his own way you know what he said because he did not want to mention about surrender to krishna nothing that is the last thing he will ever mention in his videos so what he said was he summarized bhagavad gita like this krishna empowered arjuna to make his own choices krishna just remained as a facilitator and arjuna you know was the one who he empowered arjuna to take the decision and told him that he is greater than anything you know he is he is bigger than all the situations that he is facing he is far greater than all these things is that even the message of bhagavad gita at all not at all because krishna just did not remain a facilitator and just empowered arjuna to make his own choices no arjuna's already choice was that he did not want to fight he changed him he changed his his decision Uh, in, in okay let's see the actual what what happened with if if krishna just empowered arjuna to make his own choices and not interfering with that then when arjuna said i don't want to fight this war krishna would have said all right if that is your decision fine but he didn't say that he said fool what nonsense you're talking and then he spoke the whole bhagavad gita because this was what krishna arjuna was saying just let, just look at actually arjuna's decision in the beginning and finally what he said sanjay uvacha eva muktva rishikesham gudakeshah parantapa nayotsya nayotsya iti govindam uktva tushnim babhuvah nayotsya iti govindam sanjay said having spoken thus arjuna chastised of the enemies told krishna govinda i shall not fight and fell silent this was his decision chapter 2 text 9 of bhagavad gita krishna spoke from chapter 2 how many chapters is that chapter 2 entire chapter 17 chapters 17 chapters he spoke to change his decision and here our 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 friend is saying that oh he he just remained a facilitator and just you know let arjuna empowered him to make his own choices now this was arjuna's final decision bhagavad gita was primarily spoken to change the choice that arjuna had taken not that he just you know let him take whatever choice 
you you know whatever you want to do and arjuna said my dear krishna oh infallible one my illusion is now gone i have regained my memory by your mercy i am now firm and free from doubt and i am prepared to act according to your instructions yes krishna did give him the chance or the choice to make his own decision here 18.63 iti te gyanam akhyatam guhyat guhyataram maya vimrishyaitad asheshena yathechasi tathakuru does i have explained to you knowledge still more confidential deliberate on this fully and then do what you wish to do you know <laughs> looks like he has given his choice right but you know just before this what he said do what you wish to do hmm? but if you don't listen to me what will happen machitta sarva durgani mat prasada tarishyasi athachetvam ahankara nashroshyasi vinangshasi if you become conscious of me you will pass over all the obstacles of conditioned life by my grace if however you do not work in such consciousness but act through false ego not hearing me you will be lost now arjuna yathechasi tathakuru do as you please so do we have really a choice if we want our own good do we have a choice there our choice is to either be foolish enough and go to hell or listen to krishna and go back to him that's the only two choices we have right so he empowered him not to make his own choices he empowered him with knowledge so that he can make his correct choice he was making a wrong choice so that is bhagavad gita so these are all taking out new meanings from bhagavad gita completely unrelated with the intention of bhagavad gita at all this is rubbish absolute rubbish nonsense we can never condone these things in any religion this wouldn't be allowed try saying something try uh, making your own meaning out of uh, something in quran and just say it, uh, say it out loud what will happen you will prosecute it right but here in bhagavad gita people are just i mean donning a, uh, clothes of a devotee he still has the audacity to speak rubbish in the name of bhagavad gita you know and people and that person who was interviewing he just put it up as if it's like a big video and then you know it got a half a million more than a half a million views he has the opportunity to preach about krishna but no no this is offensive completely offensive <clears throat> see here we are not about nitpicking and you know kind of um, you know finding a fault but these things are going on and we should be we should open our eyes to see the faults in these things being rooted in the philosophy that is given by shri prabhupada we have to be rooted in this and see the faults of anybody who is trying to you know churn out some other meanings from it hmm. <clears throat> so he changed his decision and became a worshipper of lord shri krishna who had himself, who had himself arranged the battlefield of Kuru, battle of kurukshetra and actually krishna said that i have my plan is that all of them are already dying whether you go home or not they are not going home okay that's my plan now you become an instrument in my plan nimitta matram bhavasavya sachin you become an instrument in my plan and you know be blessed but if you choose to go away from this fight you know thinking that if you fight and they die because of your fighting you know that will be a big loss no they're going to die anyway whether you are fight or not krishna did not spend so much time because 
oh Arjuna if you don't fight my plan is going to you know completely be foiled so please 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 save my plan go and fight with these people no 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 my plan is that they're going to die it doesn't matter whether you come or not but why he spent so much 17 chapters to convince him to change his decision why for his own benefit and here is our hero saying that he just remained a facilitator and empowered him to make his own choices what is this complete sacrilege sacrilege is the word <clears throat> arjuna worshiped the lord by fighting with his so called relatives um and in this way he be- he became a pure devotee of the lord such accomplishments are possible only when one worships the real krishna and not some fabricated quote unquote krishna invented by foolish men who are without knowledge of the intricacies of the signs of krishna described in the bhagavad gita and shrimad bhagavatam according to the vedanta sutra sambhuta is the source of birth and sustenance as well as the reservoir that remains after anna- annihilation that's what we were actually saying sambhava sambhuta so sambhuta sam means when it is complete you know sampurna purna means already complete sampurna means like completely complete <laughs> so um, so sam is used sam prasidati prasidati means um, you know um, something that gives happiness sam prasidati means that which which gives complete happiness so sam means complete whereas english sam is a little bit but in sanskrit sam means complete fully all encompassing that that is the word according to the vedanta sutra sambhuta is the source of birth and sustenance as well as the reservoir that remains after annihilation janmadyasya yataha 1.1.1 shrimad bhagavatam the shrimad bhagavatam the natural commentary on the vedanta sutra by the same author vedavyas by the way maintains that the source of all emanations is not like a dead stone but is abhigya or fully conscious the primeval lord shri krishna also says in the bhagavad gita 7.26 that he is fully conscious of past present and future and that no one including demigods such as shiva and brahma knows him fully where is that 7.26 we go to the 7.26 what is that vedaham samatitani you see samatitani atitani means past samatitani sam completely past see that वेदाहं समतीतानि वर्तमानानि चार्जुना भविष्यानि च भूतानि मां तु वेदना कश्चन सो दिस दिस वर्ड इज समतीतानि इज केस इन पॉइंट यू नो जस्ट व्हाट वी टॉकिंग अबाउट सो ओ अर्जुना एज अ सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड आई नो एवरीथिंग दैट इज हैपेंड इन द पास्ट समतीतानि ऑल एवरीथिंग कंप्लीटली आई नो नॉट ओनली दैट आई नो एवरीथिंग दैट हैज हैपेंड इन द पास्ट ऑल दैट इज हैपेनिंग इन द प्रेजेंट एंड ऑल दैट इज on all things that are yet to come i also know all living entities but me no one knows and when he says no one not even lord shiva and lord brahma knows him that's what is said here no one including shiva and brahma knows him fully certainly half educated spiritual leaders who are disturbed again the word disturbed by the tides of material existence cannot know him fully they try to make some compromise by making the mass of humanity the object of worship but they do not know that such worship is only a myth because the masses are imperfect and this particular gentleman that i am talking about about 
Gaurgopal Das. He is also doing the same thing. He is making the masses the object of worship. This is usually what Mayavadis do, but here in the dress of a devotee, he is doing that. And that's very, uh, I mean, very bad. So, um, is a myth because the masses are imperfect. Such worship of masses is a myth. The, the attempt by these so-called spiritual leaders is something like pouring water on the leaves of a tree instead of the root. The natural process is to water, uh, to pour water on the root. But such disturbed leaders, again, thus such disturbed leaders are more attracted to the leaves than the root. Despite their perpetually watering the leaves, however, everything dries up for want of nourishment. In other words, unless there is Krishna consciousness, there is no proper service at all. Sri Ishopanishad advises us to pour water on the root, the source of all germination. Worship of the mass of humanity by rendering bodily service which can never be perfect is less important than the service to the soul. Important, this word important. Today, the definition of important, our definition of important as we understand in today's context, modern context is how much attention it gets. That is considered as important. If something gets a lot of attention, that is important. But not necessarily what is actually right. Which is why people have so much faith and there is so much hype around political affairs of the world which are supposed to be important if they actually took the instructions of Krishna and uh, you know do it on the principles of Vedas. But if they do not, then that may be that is just hype that's not important because it's it's complete you know it's a misleading thing it's important in the sense that that is not what is to be done in that way it is important to note that but the important thing is the service to the soul which only the devotees of krishna can do uh, shri prabhupada has always mentioned this that not just, I mean, Prabhupada repeated from the Vedas. So, the soul, because even Arjuna's consideration for not fighting is just on the bodily platform. Although he was talking so many moral principles, but the base was the bodily concept of life, which is why Krishna actually chastised him. You are trying to speak like a very learned man, but you are actually a fool. Because you are speaking on the bodily platform and nobody laments for that. You are lamenting. A real learned man never laments for that. So, in other words, he was chastising him that he was doing it on the bodily concept. So he changed his understanding. No, you are the soul. And your duty is to follow my order. That's your constitutional position. So therefore, you have to do what I say. You know, that's the whole thing that Krishna convinced him of in the Bhagavad Gita. Worship of the mass of humanity by rendering bodily service which can never be perfect is less important than service to the soul. And we as devotees should not be misled by the hype around other things in the world and thinking that what we are doing is not that important. It's just a personal preference. I am worshipping Krishna because I believe in Krishna or, you know, uh, yeah, I understand the philosophy like, you know, Krishna is right and, you know, the materialism is wrong. But then I, I just remain in my own bubble. And, no, that's not our mission. 
we have to spread this all over the world if it, this is important service to the soul is important then it has to be spread despite all odds and that is called preaching when prabhupad went to america everything was just against him all odds were against him there was no hope but he went but krishna's protection is there and therefore everything came out successful the soul is the root of all of sorry the soul is the root that generates different types of bodies according to the law of karma to serve human beings by medical aid social help and educational facilities while at the same time cutting the throats of poor animals in slaughterhouses is no service at all to the soul the living being and today's movement of black lives matter fighting for human rights but then the animals are slaughtered as they are do- as they are fighting for their human rights that is absolute rubbish so this inequality this this um uh, narrow vision of equality that they have is based on ignorance because they do not have this ishavasya conception that the lord is the over overlord of everything and we are his children and on that platform only there can be equal all black blacks whites animals birds everybody everybody even the the, the demigods and the insects everybody will be equal if we come on this platform of um bhagavad gita understanding of the soul atma tatvam we have to understand atma tatvam and therefore this should be the integral part of all education systems all over the world in all countries and this has to be legislated and the students must learn this from the very uh, tender age of 5 years old kaumara maacharit pragya this is all all this needs to be done there is so much work to be done we can't just you know be complacent about this knowledge that we are getting because as bhagavad gita said um arjuna said in the 10th chapter sarvam etadritam manye i accept whatever you say but then in the 18th chapter he said karishe vachanam tava i will also act on it so knowing just everything and then yeah fine good that was a ni- that was a nice class prabhu thank you and just sitting down and doing nothing about it that's not how we should approach this we should act on it we should work till, the, till our last breaths until all these things are put in place there is so much work to be done unlimited work and wherever we are whether full time or whatever we are doing we have to keep this as our mission in life and we should always think of how to push this mission to that direction that the whole world becomes krishna conscious this is the vision of devotee that's the vision of shri prabhupad that's the vision of shri chaitanya mahaprabhu prithivityachi jata nagaradi gram sarvatra prachar hoy vimor naam so that is chaitanya mahaprabhu's mission and we have to take it and we have to execute that chaitanya mahaprabhu could have done it himself but he left it for us so that we can have some service so that service is there so much unlimited service is there for us to do we have to take it up we just can't remain yes prabhu nice that is nice yes correct that's not enough what are we going to do about it that is important the lord is that where we are the living being is perpetually suffering in different types of bodies from the material miseries of birth old age disease and death the human form of life offers one a chance to get out of this entanglement simply by reestablishing the lost relationship between the living entity and the supreme lord the human life is so meaningful because after roaming through all those species in this life we have the chance to end this problem of repeated birth and death and if we don't do that for ourselves and others then there is violence 
the Lord comes personally to teach this philosophy of surrender unto the Supreme, the Sambhuta. Real service to humanity is rendered when one teaches surrender to and worship of the Supreme Lord with full love and energy. This is important. Real service to humanity is rendered when one teaches surrender to and worship of the Supreme Lord with full love and energy. This is real service to humanity. Anything other than this is not real service. That is the instruction of the Sri Shopanishad in this mantra. The simple way to worship the Supreme Lord in this age of disturbance is to hear and chant about his great activities. The mental speculators, however, think that the activities of the Lord are imaginary. Therefore, they refrain from hearing of them and invent some word jugglery without any substance to divert the attention of the innocent masses of people. Instead of hearing of the activities of Lord Krishna, such pseudo-spiritual masters advertise themselves by inducing their followers to sing about them. Even in our this case of our so-called devotee, he is also doing the same thing in the garb of a devotee, which is even worse. In modern times, the, the number of such pretenders has increased considerably. It, and it has infiltrated into our own movement as well now. Right? And it has become a problem for the pure devotees of the Lord to save the masses of people from the unholy propaganda of these pretenders and pseudo-incarnations. We need to defeat all the you know nonsense propaganda that is going on in the name of philosophy. So many gurus are propping up everywhere and speaking utter rubbish and not leading anybody to Krishna. We have to fight all that. But we have such a person in the very movement that Srila Prabhupada started. So that is the lamentable thing. But we can't just sit and lament. We have to go all out on the offensive and expose everything that is uh, that falls short of complete surrender to Krishna. That was what Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur did. That, that's what Srila Prabhupada did and that's what we should do as well. We have to speak honestly. That's it. That is also a service. That is a service. Actually, there's a beautiful quote by Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur which uh, I, did not, I did not bring it here. Beautiful. He said, sometimes to, to, to preach the absolute truth, just by preaching the positive aspect of the absolute truth, does not gain much attention. But then when some controversy is whipped up, that brings attention. Not exactly to sensationalize things, but to prove something wrong from the knowledge of the absolute truth. That gains much more attention in this world. Just, that's, just the, that's just the way this world works. And in that way, one can be led to the actual knowledge. I don't know if you have understood that, but it basically means, for example, okay, like we have made that video about um, how Zakir Nayak, that uh, Muslim preacher, he was um, misleading the Hindus by misquoting from the Vedic scriptures. And we have presented Vedic scriptures refuting his presentations of Vedic scriptures. We did not target Islam or the religion as a whole at all. Just his misinterpretation of the Vedic scriptures. And we have educated the, the followers of Sanatana Dharma who are you know, mistakenly called Hindus or Hindus mistaken them, mistake themselves to be something else. They don't really follow the Sanatana Dharma principles. Anyway, generally they are known as Hindus. So, we have educated the Hindus 
from proper quotations from the Vedas to refute all the arguments that Sakya Naik has posed. So that's like a, you know, like a rebuttal kind of uh, thing. That is our most popular video on our channel till date. And it has over, I think, more than 130,000 hits, views on our channel, on our YouTube channel. And from that, cha from that video alone, we, we got, I think, more than 2,000, 3,000 subscribers to our YouTube channel. Now, why am I saying that? It is, if the same shlokas were mentioned in a class like what we are doing now, <laughs> how many views will it get? But when it is done as a, you know, like a seeming controversial thing, uh, that become people become attracted. And with that, they can get the knowledge. So, Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur said, the, the method of opposition in this, in this material, is not just we just pick up a fight with everybody now. That's not what it's all about. But to challenge anything that is against um, surrender to Krishna, that is actually a service to Krishna. It is not about, um, what is that? Fault finding. That is not fault finding. Uh, fault finding means when you, when you look for faults, when there are no, no faults actually. When we don't appreciate the good thing at all. But when there is there is no good thing there, it is actually based on fault. The whole propaganda is about fault. Then that has to be exposed. That is honesty. Hmm. That has to be done. Srila Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur said, I am like the scorpion, uh, crab, crab. No? He said, I am from the Karkata Lagna. I was born in the Karkata Lagna, which is the zodiac of a crab. And I am a proofreader of religion, Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur said. I am a proofreader of religion. When I see there is any in, you know, incongruencies in the religious practices, I shall pierce it. No. And he was so heavy. He was called Simha Guru, Lion Guru. So fearless. He even put his life at risk sometimes and spoke the truth. You know. That's how we should, that, that is the mood we need to cultivate. Not that we start picking fights with everyone, don't get it wrong, but to speak the truth. And if it has to be a confrontation, then so be it. We have to we have to boldly challenge all these worldviews which are misleading the people in general, not, not simply to defeat them, but to help the others. It's not about challenging everybody and then becoming, oh, now I'm a big guy, you know, I've, I've defeated this and that person. That, that, that is pride. Defeat these people so that the common people will know, oh, I'm, I'm following something wrong, okay, this is the correct, okay, fine. So to educate them so that they won't be misled. Mm. with this fake news you know, about spirituality. So that's what we should do. That's a service to Krishna. It's a big service. It's a very um, thankless service because many people will not appreciate it, but that's what that, that needs to be done. Alright. <clears throat> the Upanishads indirectly draw our attention the, in, the Upanishads indirectly draw our attention to the primeval Lord Sri Krishna, but the Bhagavad Gita, which is a summary of all the Upanishads, directly points to Sri Krishna. You see this. Upanishads indirectly draw our attention to the primeval Lord. In this whole Isha Upanishad, you will never find the word Krishna, right? Isha, the controller, Isha. This is a generic word. It's not a specific word. And some people, they like generic terms because, so that there's speculation, they, they can, there is room for speculation. So they like these vague terminologies and in fact that devotee which I am speaking about, who so-called summarized the Bhagavad Gita, 
So he, in that video, he also said, when he wanted to say God, he did not say God, he did not say Krishna. He said divinity. So that word divinity is a very indirect word. And you are allowing the people who are hearing that to interpret that word in as many different ways as they possibly can and make everybody satisfied. The whole point there is to satisfy the mass of people and not to satisfy Krishna. So that is the defect in that kind of preaching. It is not preaching. It is not preaching because preaching means to give them our association. Prabhupada said preaching means to accommodate them to our viewpoint or not, not exactly our but Krishna's viewpoint which we have accepted. So we, it is our viewpoint. So it, we have to accommodate them to accept our viewpoint rather than we accommodating to their viewpoint and pleasing them and not making them disturbed. If we try to um, not disturb the people in their viewpoints of whatever they have in about life, then we are not preaching. We have to challenge their viewpoints about life because this, that's, that's exactly what Krishna did. When Arjuna had his own viewpoint in life, Krishna challenged that. Krishna completely spoke against that. One second. Yeah. So, um, Krishna challenged his viewpoint. He said, you know, you see what he said. Let's actually see the words. How he ridiculed Arjuna. Shri Bhagavan Vacha Kutastvakashma Lamidam Vishame Samupasthitam Anarya Jushtam Asvargyam Akirtikaram Arjuna The Supreme Personality of God had said in the second chapter, beginning, second verse My dear Arjuna, how have these impurities come upon you? They are not at all befitting a man who knows the value of life. They lead not to higher planets but to infamy. What are you trying to achieve with this so-called non-violence? What are you trying to achieve? You are trying to achieve a, a, a kind of fame that you are a non-violent person and people will respect you for that? Is that what you are trying to see? That's why Krishna has said, Anarya Jushtam. Arya means one who knows the spiritual culture. So, and spiritual culture means to surrender to Krishna. And <clears throat> who accepts the Vedic civilization and surrender to Krishna as the prime goal of life. So that is Arya. Arya is not a race. Aryan race. No, it's not a race. It's about those who follow the Vedic civilization. They are called Aryan. So, Anarya Jushtam, you will not get liberation. Asvargyam, you will, in this material world, you will not even get heavenly, uh, heavenly pleasures. And Akirtim, even in this world, Akirti means what? Fame. Akirti means it will not give you fame in this world, it will not take you to heavenly planets, or neither it will give you liberation. Nothing you are going to get out of it. What are you trying to achieve here, Arjuna? And how have these impurities come upon you? Krishna is chastising him. And next he says, even worse, Klaibhyam asmaga mahapartha naitatvayu papadyate kshudram hridaya daurbalyam tyaktvotishtha parantapa He said, O son of Pritha, do not yield to this degrading importance. Are you important? You know, Klaibhyam, Klibaha. Klibaha means what, you know? This Klibaha. The Klibium is coming from the word Klibah. Klibah means eunuch. 
Kliber means eunuch. Clibium means importance. Eunuch means he does not have the potency of a man. He is important. He cannot perform like a man. Hmm? <laughs> so, Krishna is saying, Arjuna, are you even a man? Huh? You are behaving like an important eunuch. You know? Why are you behaving like this? You are not even being a man. Where is your manliness even? So, he said, do not, do not yield to this degrading importance. You are behaving like a eunuch. Huh? Because man must be brave. You are, you know, what is this cowardice? You are behaving like a coward. You see how he is using those words? Challenging the, the, the viewpoints of Arjuna. You know, not just lightly. And then he here, and then he said, it does not become you. It does not suit you, Arjuna. Give up such petty weakness of heart and arise, O chastiser of the enemy. Then, here again, Shri Bhagavan Vacha 2.11 Ashochyanan vashochastvam pragnyavadams chabhashase gatasuna gatasumscha nanu shochanti panditaha. The Supreme Personality of God had said, While speaking learned words, you are mourning for what is not worthy of grief. Those who are wise lament neither for the living nor for the dead. You are talking like a very wise man, right? You are quoting this scripture and that scripture, saying so many things. But the real wise man, he will never lament for this body. But you are lamenting. That means you are not wise man. You are just acting like a wise man. Don't act like a wise man. You are a fool. Accept that you are a fool first. Krishna, as you see how he is chastising Arjuna. You know, this is, this is preaching. This is preaching. It has to be there. There has to be a confrontation because how can there be not a confrontation? It is 180 degrees apart. It is completely in the opposite direction. Their viewpoint is about body and we are completely, no, you are not the body, you are not this, you know, you, you are not a part of this country or on the family or race or, you know, everything. It is completely on the other side. Their civilization is, you know, is built on non-surrender to Krishna. But our whole philosophy is based on you know, surrender to Krishna. So, it will conflict. It will conflict. But that is where preaching is. It's not simply to agitate people and you know, create a big ruckus. But to educate them, change their viewpoint. Because they have been fed one type of thing all their life. We, are, we think we are rational creatures, but we are not rational actually. We just accept whatever, we, whatever is constantly repeated to us. We will accept. We are hypnotized by it. We are hypnotized by the propaganda of materialism that we are this body and I am an Indian or a male and all these things, we, these have been indoctrinated to us. Even the ID card, the, 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 the identity card has our name, our family name, that I belong to this family, our race, our citizenship, eh? where we come from. All these things are mentioned and our name, that name is also is of this body. When we change the body, we are not going to take the name with us. Right? So, these are all indoctrinations that we have been fed. And because of these indoctrinations, when we are given something else now in the spiritual knowledge, it is hard to accept in the beginning. But if we look closely, that is actually the truth. And therefore, we have to accept Krishna's words in toto. Sarva Dhritamanya as Arjuna did and act on it. So, the Upanishads indirectly draw our attention to the primeval Lord Sri Krishna, but the Bhagavad Gita, which is the summary of all the Upanishads, directly points to Sri Krishna. 
Therefore, one should hear about Krishna as he is by hearing from the Bhagavad Gita or Srimad Bhagavatam and in this way, one's mind will gradually be cleansed of all contaminated things. Srimad Bhagavatam 1.2.17 says, quote, By hearing of the activities of the Lord, the devotee draws the attention of the Lord. Thus, the Lord being situated in the heart of every living being helps the devotee by giving him proper directions. Unquote. The Bhagavad Gita 10.10 confirms this. Dadami buddhi yogam tam yena mamupayantite. So these are the... So Krishna gives... He removes the contamination in our heart and He gives us the intelligence how to come to Him when when we listen by hearing of the activities of the Lord, by hearing of the messages of the Lord. Shrinvata svakatha Krishna. This 1.2.17, what is this? Shrinvatam svakatha Krishna. Krishna. Punyashravana kirtanaha haridyanta sthohi abhadrani vidhunoti suhritsatam. Shri Krishna, the personality of Godhead, who is the Paramatma, super soul in everyone's heart and the benefactor of the truthful devotee, cleanses desire for material enjoyment from the heart of the devotee who has developed the urge to hear his messages, which are in themselves virtuous when properly heard and chanted. So he cleanses the desire for material enjoyment and he gives the intelligence how to come back to him provided we develop the urge to hear his messages we have to be eager to hear the lord's inner direction cleanses the devotee's heart of all contamination produced by the material modes of passion and ignorance the lord is sitting in our heart so as the paramatma he cleanses the devotee's heart of all contamination why he does not purify the non-devotee's heart? Because he is not interested. So, if we hear, if we keep on listening to Krishna's messages, then he will act in this way for us. Non-devotees are under the sway of passion and ignorance. One who is in passion cannot be detached from material hankering and one who is in ignorance cannot know what he is, what he is and what the Lord is. Thus, when, he, when one is in passion or ignorance, There is no chance for self-realization, however much one may play the part of a religionist. See that? One cannot be a proper religionist unless one comes to the mode of goodness. If we are in the passion and ignorance, it will not help us in self-realization. However much we may play the part of a religionist. For, For a devotee, the modes of passion and ignorance are removed by the grace of the Lord. In this way, this is called Tada Rajastam Obhava Kama Lobhadayas Chaye Cheta Etheran Avidham Stitam Satve Prasidati 1.2.19. In this way, the devotee becomes situated in the quality of goodness, the sign of a perfect Brahmana. Anyone can qualify as a Brahmana if he follows the path of devotional service under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master. Srimad Bhagavatam 2.4.18 also says, Kirata Honandra Pulinda Pulkasha Abhi Rashumbha Yavana Kasadeya Yen Yecha Papa Yadapashraya Shreya Shudhyantitasmai Prabhavishnavenamaham. Any low born person can be purified by the guidance of a pure devotee of the Lord, for the Lord is extraordinary, extraordinarily powerful. This Kirata Hona Andra Pulinda Pulkasha Abhi Rashumbha Yavana Kasa. All these are races of human human beings who are below the Vedic culture. But even they can be brought to the state of a Brahmana or Vaishnava. 
by the guidance of a pure devotee who has taken shelter of the Lord. When one attains Brahmanical qualifications, he becomes happy and enthusiastic to render devotional service to the Lord. Evam prasanna manaso bhagavad bhakti yogataha bhagavad tattva vijnanam. That is actually these are all, these two paragraphs are translations of the 1.2.17 through uh, you know, 21. When one attains Brahmanical qualifications, he becomes happy and enthusiastic to render devotional service to the Lord. Automatically, the signs of God, bhagavad tattva vijnanam, um, is unveiled before him. By knowing the signs of God, one gradually becomes freed from material enta- attachments. Uh, what is that? chidyante sarvasam chasakarmani this is 1.2.21 by knowing the signs of God one gradually becomes freed from material attachments and one's doubtful mind becomes crystal clear by the grace of the Lord one who attains this stage is a liberated soul and can see the Lord in every step of life this is the perfection of Sambhava as described in this mantra of Sri Shopanishad we will just go to those five verses you you see how Prabhupada that's why why I, should, I told that because we have to observe all these things. How Prabhupada is quoting from various sources. You know. Sri Krishna, although he paraphrased it in that purport, but here they appear like this. So, Sri Krishna, the personality of Godhead, who is the Paramatma, this is 1.2.17 by the way, who is the Paramatma, super soul in everyone's heart and the benefactor of the truthful devotee, cleanses desire for material enjoyment from the heart of the devotee who has developed the urge to hear his messages, which are in themselves virtuous when properly heard and chanted. By regular attendance in the classes on the Bhagavatam and rendering of service to the pure devotee, all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed and loving service under the personality of Godhead, who is praised with transcendental songs, is established as an irrevocable fact. So, loving service under the personality of Godhead, who is praised with transcendental songs, is established as an irrevocable fact. Then, as soon as irrevocable loving service is established in the heart, the effects of the nature's modes of passion and ignorance such as lust, desire and hankering disappear from the heart. Then the devotee is established in goodness and he becomes completely happy. Then next, thus, thus established in the mode of unalloyed goodness, the man whose mind has been enlivened by contact with devotional service to the Lord gains positive scientific knowledge of the personality of Godhead in the stage of liberation from all material association. Thus the knot in the heart is pierced and all misgivings are cut to pieces. The chain of fruitive actions is terminated when one sees the self as master. So these are the verses paraphrased in the purport. All right. So we have a comment in the comment section, quoting from 3.21.7 purport. Unfortunately, people in this age, especially persons who are of a demoniac nature, want to be cheated. Thus, the Supreme Personality of Godhead sends great cheaters who mislead them in the name of yoga and render their lives useless and doomed. Now we'll take some questions. What's the time? Okay. So we have a few questions. First question by Bhakta Virendra. Bhagwan Krishna says in 10th chapter Bhagavad Gita that chanting is sacrifice which was recommended by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Yoga Dharma. Then why do devotees need initiation from spiritual master of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra when Lord Krishna and Lord Chaitanya has prescribed it for all? Hmm. This is a big topic. So I, I request you to read Chaitanya Charitamrita. Madhyalila, chapter 15, text 108. It's a long purport. 
very long and the whole explanation is there why there is a need of initiation when Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given it. I'll just show you the translation. You go and read the purport, there is everything because I don't I can't be doing that here. It's not exactly um, to the point of the class and also it is very long. And I don't want to extend the length of this class by that, but I'll just show you. Diksha Purascharya Vidya Peksha Nakare Jihvas Parshe Achandala Sabare Udhare. Translation, one does not have to undergo initiation or execute the activities required before initiation. One simply has to vibrate the holy name with his lips. Then thus even a man in the lowest class, Chandala, can be delivered. So here, the whole thing is explained. Although the Harinam is so powerful that there is no need of initiation, but still, because of people's conditioned nature, to slowly get them out of that, this deity worship is also important and, for, and Diksha is also important. So, that's why you see, it starts itself with Diksha, explains Diksha. So, all this, this whole thing, you see how long the purport is. Okay? <laughs> you can read that. There's the answer. Next question by Bhakta Virendra again. Srila Prabhupada said that Supreme God is one, but people worship in various names such as Krishna, Jehovah, Allah, Buddha. Is it correct? Yeah. Yeah, he has many multifarious names. Nam, Nam, Akari, Bahudha, Nijasarva, Shaktis. Tatra, Kala. So, he has unlimited names. Next question by Bhakta Virendra. Though Sri Vaishnavas is a bona fide sampradaya, as they, are they Vishnu conscious more than being Krishna conscious as they worship Lord Balaji, Lord Srirangam, which are Narayan worship? Yes. There is no difference between Narayana and Krishna. But Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he went to South India, when he saw the followers of uh, Lakshmi Narayan, then uh, Venkata Bhatta. Actually, there is a nice conversation between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Venkata Bhatta. And Venkata Bhatta actually happened to be the uncle of um, uncle of um, who is that? Uh, Raghunath Bhatta Goswami. No, Gopal Bhatta Goswami. Sorry. So, where he convinced him about. Gopi's worship is of Krishna is higher than Lakshmi's worship of Narayan. So, because even Lakshmi wanted to, he jokingly asked him, why, why, if you are worshipping Lakshmi Narayan, why Lakshmi, you know, did great austerity tapasya to get into the Raslila? Because that is even higher. And she could not enter because her mood is different than the Gopis. Only those with Parakya, Madhurya Ras, they can enter. Anyway, this is all, you know, more uh, finer subject matter you can read in the teachings of Lord Chaitanya and Chaitanya Charitamrita. Somagiri Prabhu, can we call all spiritual masters as Acharya or just some of them? No, real spiritual master is an Acharya, if he is actually Acharya. An Acharya must be, as it is said in the purport today, undisturbed by the material energy. Hmm? That is real Acharya. <coughs> As it is found in the, what is that? Chapter 2, text 55, 56. Uh, we have Srimad Bhagavatam, Kanto 3, chapter 27, text 26, and Kanto 11, chapter 2, text 50. All these, and chapter 10, text 88, text, uh, Kanto 10, chapter 88, text 5, 5, yeah, 5. So many verses are there where the undisturbed position of the devotee. 
so many i mean the unlimited number of verses are there the undisturbed nature of a pure devotee only he can be actually acharya so all spiritual masters are acharya not the shiksha guru do shiksha guru has to be acharya that he has to and also put into practice what he is learning and what he is teaching he has to also practice it so in that way yes but especially the word acharya is is meant for the uh, spiritual master especially the diksha guru Mm. although acharya can also be used sometimes as for the shiksha guru if he is following you know that is acharya but generally we avoid that term because there will be confusion again so and also prabhupad when he wanted to use it seriously to refer to a person then is always to the pure devotee mm. krishna smaranam prabhu from usa when the blind is leading the blind both parties will fall into the ditch can we compare this to acharya who is not pure devotee and his disciples yes so that's very true andhayathandai rupaniyamana stepi satantra murudhamni urudhamni baddha so whatever chanting whatever devotional services people are devotees are doing in iskon is because prabhupad left them those instructions and they're carrying forward some you know some of that but things are changing slowly that instructions are being changed by these so called gurus and is all going one by one one by one all the things that the hari krishna movement is known was known for it's changing in the in the 1970s you know the time we were known as you know like devotees challenge like you know that hamsadutta swami he challenged that scientist in sri lanka and that's that was the mood now no don't challenge just accept everybody you know bhagavad gita is not a religious scripture it's it's about just take the religion aspect completely out of the bhagavad gita these kind of talks are going on this was never if prabhupad sees this he will be slapped left right center hmm not just chastised he will be driven out from every place so but that is these are he is gladly accepted and accepted as a great preacher in fact so definitely is going on the, in, into the ditch half into the ditch already so therefore we must preach the pure movement that prabhupad wanted next question by krishna smaranam prabhu again how can one become fearless about preaching the truth and not caring about the results actually you know we are so used to be result oriented for millions of lifetimes and bhagavad gita says that we have to shed that mentality that's why when prabhupad said you know when the devotees were a little bit frustrated and they told prabhupad prabhupad we are distributing so many thousands of books on the streets but we hardly have some handful of people coming to this temple you know prabhupad said, that is not your business that's not your business that is krishna's business your business is to distribute the books why there is why it is said karma karmanyevadhikaraste maphaleshu kadachana it even is in the spiritual circle also we have to do our duty to the best of our ability it's not that Uh, let do it in a, in a in a very complacent manner and you know slacked and then not even interested in reaching out to the people we have to do our very best everything that is within our energy we have to put but then even if then the result doesn't come that's krishna's desire just like you know when the um, ganga had to descend you know the ganga river i actually again forget the names of the the you know the the sages 
and finally Bhrigumuni actually was the one. No, Bhagirath. Sage Bhagirath. He was the one who actually brought the. If you can kindly put the actual names because I'll mess up this thing. <laughs> so actually, Bhagirath's father, uh, grandfather, wanted to bring the Ganga down. He was not successful, and then his father, uh, Bhagirath's father, tried. Still not successful, but Bhagirath, he managed to bring Ganga down into all the worlds. So, um, e- even in our movement, if we see Bhaktivinoda Thakur envisioned it, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur sent some men overseas and Prabhupada actually established it, the worldwide movement that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted. And now we have to carry it forward to every single town and village. So, um, so that is already written, just like Arjuna, whether he fought or not, the battle, all the Kauravas, they are going to die. Krishna already said that. And since Chaitanya Mahaprabhu already said that all the towns and villages of this world, his name will be uh, chanted. So, it will happen. It will happen. It is whether we want to be part of that or not. Whether we see it in in our lifetime or not, we should be part of that service. Just like in the Rama and Jatayu, he, he saw that Sita was kidnapped and he fought with Ravan and he lost and died. He did not see Sita being rescued. He did not see Sita and Ram together. He saw that Sita was kidnapped and he died an agonizing death. That, oh, the Lord and, and his wife are separated. And in that agony, he died and he saw himself a failure. But Lord Ram assured that, no, you are not a failure because you have given your life to me. So, whether we see it in our lifetime or not, our... He fought till his death, Jatayu. That is the lesson we have to take. That whether we whether we see whether we die or live in this in this uh, endeavor, we should we should um, go and work for that. Work for the interest of the Lord. It doesn't matter whether we see the result or whether the result comes within our lifetime. It doesn't matter really. So it is it is easier said than done. That is understood, but as we do it. Krishna will give us an intelligence how to go through challenging situations when we face those kind of situations. Sometimes we face reversals when we preach and then sometimes the devotees leave without proper understanding and then it sometimes can be disheartening for preachers and all these things we will encounter. Some will stay, some will leave and of course the devotee wants everybody to stay but you know this is the way it is. Some, Some people will not make it the whole way through and we have to just become more and more uh, detached from the result and that's how we have we just have to keep on with our duty anyway whether we are attached or not the result will happen as krishna desires even if you are not detached or attached so our attachment and our detachment if we are only attached to the results and not attached to the service actually what we need to do then that is not good so we have to just be fixed on the service that's it let Krishna do the rest. But I have to give my 100% or 1000%. Next question by Krishna Smaranam Prabhu again. Can we say that Arjuna was in a more perplexed situation seeing that he had to agree to fight his own family members than our situation? Well, of course Arjuna is a bigger devotee and his challenges are bigger. But each of us, 
it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge against Maya. It's about even I mean devotees also face things with their relatives, right? But if if you want to join full time, parents don't agree, relatives don't agree. So it's kind of a fight there also. Of course, not killing, but <laughs> that is of course. You see what Pandavas went through in their lives. Only a pure devotee can go through all that and still stay alive. I'll just give you a there's a verse. This is spoken by Bhishmadev on the bed of arrows just before he was going to pass away. Aho kashtam ahonyayam yadhyuyam dharmanandana jivitum narhatha klishtam vipradharmachutashraya. Bhishmadev said, referring to the Pandavas, Oh, what terrible sufferings and what terrible injustices you good souls suffer for being the sons of religion personified. You did not deserve to remain alive under those tribulations, yet you were protected by the Brahmanas, God and religion. Well, that is how the devotees go through. So as the greater the devotee, the greater the tests, the greater the and the devotees having passed the test will be glorified like anything. Like Prahlad Maharaj, the Pandavas. The glory is sung even today worldwide because of such tribulations. At that time they may seem insurmountable. In fact, Bhishmadev is saying you, you, don't, you did not deserve to remain alive under those tribulations. Yet you were protected by the Brahmanas, God and religion. So you see... <laughs> The, the devotees go through absolute hopelessness and come out not only hopeful and full of hope and rejuvenated, but they rejuvenate others also. And by going through all that, they give, they inspire so many other devotees and to take up the devotional path. Now, how many of us, we are all inspired by the example of the Pandavas. So, they not only, they just, they don't drown under the pressure. They don't, they don't, you know, wither away under the pressure. But they, taking the shelter of Krishna, no, that is explained, right? In the Bhagavad Gita. Chapter 6. Text 20 through 23. <clears throat> In the stage of perfection called trance or samadhi, one's mind is completely restrained from material mental activities by practice of yoga. This perfection is characterized by one's ability to see the self by the pure mind and relish and rejoice in the self. In that joyous state, one is situated in boundless transcendental happiness realized through transcendental senses. Established thus, one never departs from the truth. And upon gaining this, he thinks there is no greater gain. Being situated in such a position, one is never shaken, even in the midst of greatest difficulty. This indeed is actual freedom from all miseries arising from material contact. He is never shaken even in the midst of the greatest difficulty. Guru Napi Vichalyate. That is the exact Sanskrit word. Guru Napi Vichalyate. The most heaviest thing. You know, heaviest situation. He will not be deterred. So, that is possible if we take shelter of Krishna. Maamevaya prapadyante. Maya metam tarantite. Okay. 10.70.44. 
you're the symbol of everything auspicious, your transcendental name and fame spread like canopy. What a... No, not exactly this. I wanted some other, something else. The three person, the three personalities who try to bring the Ganga water down. That's exactly what I wanted. Anyway, next question. Um, so yeah, to answer that question again, um, was he in a more perplexed situation? Well, yes, you know. You know but as we take on greater challenges and we serve Prabhupada taking greater responsibilities in service, then we will face greater challenges. We will face, you know. So of course we can never equal ourselves. I mean, equate ourselves with the Pandavas. They are way, you know, they are personally associates of the Lord. But as we take up more responsible services, we will have more and more challenges to face. And as Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, those who surrender to uh, the Lord and preach His message, their path is set by thorns. Their, their path is full of thorns. Yeah. <clears throat> Vijay Sharma Prabhu, uh, I think from the UK if I am not wrong. Question, please can you clarify, does the Jnani wants to merge with God and the Yogi wants to merge with the Brahma Jyoti and want to merge with God is worse than merging with Brahma Jyoti? Well, we have studied this yesterday. If you have come, uh, I will just take to them. The whole verse and purport we have read, it's not exactly, yogis, the jnanis want to merge into the effulgence of the Lord, whereas the yogis, according to the Yoga Sutras given by Patanjali, they want to worship, uh, they want to go into the, merge into the body of the Lord. And they are worse because, okay, here, Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhulila, chapter 6, text 269. <laughs> Where are we? 169, sorry. 269. Brahme Ishvare Sayujya Duita Prakar. Brahma Sayujya Hoyte Ishvara Sayujya Dhikkar. Sarvam Bhattacharya continued. There are two kinds of Sayujya Mukti merging into the Brahman effulgence and merging into the personal body of the Lord. Merging into the Lord's body is even more abominable than merging into his effulgence. Because Actually, the whole explanation is there. We have read this entire thing yesterday. In yesterday's class. You can read this, the whole purport. Why it is worse? Because the Brahman, the Jnanis, they do not know about the form of the Lord. They are not yet informed of the form of the Lord. And therefore, they don't serve the Lord. And they fall down. But the Yogis, they know the form of the Lord. But then again, they think that the perfection is to merge into his body. That's why that is even worse. Having known the form of the Lord and still not serving Him, that is even worse. So that's why their, their fall is even greater than the Jnanis. So therefore, although the Jnanis is higher than Karmis, Yogis is higher than Jnanis. But then if we don't come to the platform of Bhakti to Krishna, to the Bhagwan stage, Bhagwan realization and actually engage in His service in Bhakti, we will fall down. We will fall down. The greater the climb, the... What is that? The... What is that? The higher the climb, the greater the fall. Yeah. So that's that's what it is. So that's why they are condemned. Because having gone so close to, uh, you know, Bhagwan realization, just one step below Bhagwan realization, and they fall down after that, or two steps below Bhagwan realization, and they fall down after that. After taking so much pain to climb until that stage, therefore they are the most foolish. So you can actually read this this particular verse, CC Madhya 6.269. This whole thing is explained here. 
Next, Bhakta Virendra, is Ritvik system purifying the established ISKCON movement? Well, it is the beginning. It is the beginning. Because just by being initiated in the Ritvik system is not liberation. We cannot be in that phantasmagoria. It's the starting. It is just to make the start right. They have, you know, like two paths. And if you, in, the, in the very beginning, if you take the wrong path and go somewhere else. So now it's just the right path. But this is just the beginning. And then we have to still, you know, uh, tread the whole path, right? So that's what. So it is the start of the purifying. Because if we accept Srila Prabhupada as the ultimate authority, that is where we will have success in that path. Otherwise, if we just go in this path of not accepting Srila Prabhupada as the ultimate authority, then how much, how much ever we do, it's all going to, going to be on the wrong platform. Next, Bhakta Ayapa question. Anarthanivriti is very important for Diksha. What would happen to those, those pseudo-preachers in Iskon? How to explain people from outside about these people if they ask? Okay, first first question. The three questions here. Is Anarthanivriti very important for Diksha? Well, uh, no. There has to be some, yes. Of course, we have to give up our um, meat-eating, illicit sex, gambling, intoxication and chant 16 rounds for at least 6 months and engage in services, listen to classes, read Prabhupada's books, eat only Krishna Prasadam. Yes, then initiation. So, there, has, there is some Puraschary, there is some purification. But it is not the entire Anarthanivritti process yet. It is just the f- scratching the surface of the Anarthanivritti. Anarthanivritti is so deep. Anarthanivritti doesn't happen completely until we get to the point of having a personal relationship with God, with Krishna. Unless we are situated in one of the five relationships of Shantaras or Dasiras, Sakyaras, Vatsalya and Madhuriras, the Anarthanivriti is not completely gone. So, it is progressively removed as we engage. That's why the stages of devotional service are Ado Shraddha, uh, first, uh, first Shraddha, Ado Shraddha, Tato Sadhu Sangha, first is faith, then association of devotees, then Bhajana Kriya, that's when initiation happens with some preliminary purificatory processes. And initiation happens and then bhajana kriya, then anartha nivritti, uh, then nishtha, then ruchi, then asakti, then bhava, then prema. That's, and one attains, when one attains prema, Krishna prema, that's when uh, he is completely freed from the, the anartha nivritti, anarthas. And what would happen to these pseudo preachers in Iskon? You know, the laws of nature will take care of them. Definitely, they're not going to, going, to go, going to go to a good place, right? So, <clears throat> it's definitely offensive. In fact, uh, there's something more appalling. There is this thesis of Tamal Krishna Goswami, which he wrote just before he died, and that is one of the most offensive materials you can ever read about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the whole Prabhupada movement and how offensive he was to Prabhupada. And he died such, an, such a horrible death. And we should really actually bring that out because he was the original per- perpetrator of all this mess that happened in our beautiful movement. And it is rightly, I mean, rightly we have to bring that out and let the people know how, what is the effect of offending Prabhupada. So, we are going to do a video on that as well. It will come out sometime soon. Um, yeah, so all these, uh, full of Mayavad, that was full of 
complete mayavad and offense to Srila Prabhupada and it's horrible. Um, and you know what happened to him, he died in a car crash. So, those who go in this path, unfortunately the future is not very bright. Today's verse, what is that? Yesterday's verse, Andham Tamah Pravishanti, they go into the darkest regions. And even if you see yesterday's verse in the purport, Ishopanishad, Mantra 12, the last line, you know. Sri Ishopanishad confirms that these pseudo religionists are heading toward the most obnoxious place in the universe after the completion of their spiritual master business, which is conduct simply for sense gratification. Here, just before that sentence, it is said. Envious demons in the garb of religious propagandists shall be thrown into the darkest regions of hell. He may not look envious, these people, you know, they dress like devotees. You know. But envious means what? If you don't allow somebody to progress, that is envy. So, by not giving Krishna consciousness, you are not allowing that person to progress in spiritual life. You are just giving some rubbish and wasting their time, wasting your time. And not just time, you know, just the whole human life. You know, this human life, this time in human life is so valuable and is wasting them. And giving some useless, I mean, messages and which which have no practical practical use at all. So, uh, you know, this is actually enviousness. Although they look like <laughs> smiling and you know, with a smile he will say whatever he wants, but it's enviousness. It's violence. If you don't help the person advance in Krishna consciousness in some way or the other, it's violence. Next, how to explain people from outside about these people if they ask? Let's tell them straight. Tell them straight that, you know, sometimes we do meet people, uh, I know, I know that uh, Gaurupal is very nice, you know, he speak very nicely. I, say, I always ask them, uh, okay, what did you understand? Well, he speaks, he's, he's speaking about positivity and, you know, how, motivational, uh, yeah, so what are you motivated about now? How did, how did it help you? What did you understand? What, what is the essence of life, say? And, and how did it exactly help you? What did you learn exactly there? So many nice things, you know, he has taught us, yeah, yeah, so what is the core of all that? Well, uh, you know, spirituality, th- that's when you know that person is never helped and he was just hoodwinked and of course that person, I mean, whoever is giving that, you know, vote of confidence to the, to that preacher, so-called preacher, you know, you know, he's not in sound mind, you know, he does not know what is good for him actually. So then we have to explain to him, see, this is not what Krishna is saying. You need to know, first of all, who you are, who are you? positivity and all this stuff, first of all, who are you? What is the definition of your existence? Well, we are human beings, right? So, that is the first step. You haven't even understood the first step. You are the soul. You are not the body. You do not belong here. So, first thing is to understand the soul. Who are you first? So, even that he is not teaching. The very basics he is not teaching. And what to speak of God. And without God, God is supplying you everything. Did he ever mention the name of Krishna? Then they will like try to recollect. Mm, yeah, he did not. Yeah, he did not mention the name of Krishna. Yeah, so then they say no, but he is still you know helping them you know to rise to a certain standard because not everybody will understand. You don't you know formulate a formula for preaching. The acharyas know how to preach. Prabhupada, when he went to America, 
all the americans were like you know hippies and he could have easily spoken some rubbish philosophy like what gorgopal is speaking now right divinity you know like you know language of the heart love and you know compassion and your relationship advice he could have all easily spoken these things right but prabhupada said what international society for krishna consciousness and somebody suggested why 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 should we say krishna maybe you know people will not join you know krishna is a very like a small let's say god consciousness because it is more more acceptable for people no 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 is it krishna god means everybody will come with their own uh, conceptions of god we want to show people that this is krishna consciousness and not some vague god consciousness no so he preached in the america when people don't have no idea what krishna is right and here is our hero preaching in india to indian students who come from hindu families and even muslim whatever it is huh? they know krishna they i mean the whole vedic culture their parents everybody they are into their culture already but he is speaking all this rubbish where prabhupada went to america and spoke about krishna he is speaking in india like this it's not that in america we should speak something else no Prabhupada spoke the same thing whether in India or America, same thing. You know, when if you hear about hear a Prabhupada's lecture when he is speaking in India or whether he is speaking in America, or you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know where he is by listening to what he said, right? You wouldn't know. That means he he spoke the same thing everywhere. In the beginning of the lecture, the audio recording. the devotee will say um, this is um, shrimad bhagavatam lecture by shri prabhupada on shrimad bhagavatam say canto 1 chapter 8 text 25 in um, caracas venezuela suppose he says that then you know only then you would know that he is speaking in venezuela otherwise if you did not hear that you would never know where prabhupada is whereas they say some of his um, this gorgopal's followers they saying prabhu how can you talk like this you know he is preaching to the 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 youth you know who are very much into the secularism so he is trying to help them and while he is in the temple he will preach fully krishna conscious katha and you know full krishna everything he will preach why then my question was always <clears throat> why double standards why double standards why one way here one way there that is duplicity kutinati that is one of the weeds of devotional service he has to cut that so <clears throat> preaching means straightforward you know not not saying one thing here another thing there another thing here another thing there did prabhupada speak like this why we should say divinity why why can't we say krishna why can't the word krishna come from his mouth when he is preaching only an offenders cannot chant the name of krishna when they you know talking about him this is an offender it's a sign of an offense he can't even know that he doesn't even know that yeah and nobody okay he doesn't know neither is his so called spiritual master correcting him neither is the so called gbc correcting him and he is known as a great preacher this is our present state of the movement that prabhupada left us when he is known as nirvishesh shunyavadi paschata deshtarni he he has saved us from impersonalism and voidism but these people have brought the impersonalism back to the movement when prabhupada was fighting that very thing Just tell them all these things, even whether whether it's an outsider or insider. Just tell them straight. That's it. Then they will accept. Accept. If they accept, they accept. If they don't accept, they get lost. No. Why? For what? So what? If they don't accept, we have to just speak the truth. Make them understand. Yes, speak nicely. Explain to them. But the truth. Then if they take it, well and good. If they don't want to take it, just go your own way. Prabhupada, I mean Krishna said, right? If you don't hear me, you know, you do your own thing. you will be lost 
so get lost all right we'll stop it here shri supanishad ki jai shila prabhupad ki jai ananta koti vaishnavrind ki jai nitai gaur premanand hari hari bol hare krishna thank you all very much